Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. So it's so good to see so many of you in this place, but at the same time, I also recognize not everybody is, is comfortable or in a position to be able to, to join back together. And so I do want to recognize all of our online viewers as well. And so if you're in this space right now, can you put your hands together and let's welcome all of our first time guests, as well as all of our online viewers right now. It is, it is, uh, man, it's so exciting. I have been praying and just, I'm so thankful for the opportunity for today's message and as Pastor JJ mentioned my name is Joey Salazar along with my wife Zelly and our family we serve as some of the pastors here uh, at church at Journey and God is just doing something so special here and we're just so privileged to be able to just be a small part of it and thank you so much again as Pastor Jenny mentioned for your just a support for your generosity and just for being for being so flexible during this season and uh, I just believe that God is not done yet. How many people can say amen? God is not done yet. And so I am just excited. And obviously, I, I got to give a shout out to Pastor JJ and Liz. They are just the best pastors on the face of this planet. And uh, man, we are so blessed by their leadership and just by the gift that they are to our lives. And so uh, I'm, I'm ready to get into this word. And so I hope you are too. Again, I've been praying for this and we've been preparing. And I really just pray that you would be able to receive what the Lord has for each of you today. As Pastor JJ mentioned, we're closing out our current sermon series of It's Time. And this series has really just been a collection of talks where we've been unpacking scripture and just seeing what does God say about time? What does God say about waiting? What does God say about, about what, what he's going to do? And Pastor Jenny kicked off our sermon series talking about work your weights a couple of weeks ago. Not to be mistaken with your physical appearance. She wasn't talking about that necessarily. But rather, what is the attitude you have while you wait? She taught us that you can work while you wait. There's something we can do while we wait. And that message was, was so good. Then Pastor JJ came up after and he talked about what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Such an insightful question where he really just helped us understand that maybe, just maybe, what we think we're waiting for, we're actually not. And maybe we're waiting on one thing, maybe we're waiting on God even, yet the whole time maybe God's been waiting on us. That was an incredible message as well. And then last week he talked about what time is it. And he introduced statements to us such as the meantime, such as the perfect time. Today I want to talk to you about today. Today I don't want to talk just about the future, just about, or just about yesterday, but I want to talk to you about today. And maybe you've seen this phrase online before. Maybe you've, maybe you've been able to see uh, maybe some shirts made out of the following phrase, but there's a, there's a phrase that's been going around for the longest of time that I want to share with you. And it says, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the presence. 
I want to talk to you about that present. I want to talk to you about that day, which is today. I'm going to invite you to go with me to the book of Joshua chapter 3 at this time. Joshua chapter 3, it's, it's on a page 112 in my Bible. Joshua chapter 3, and I'm going to give you just a little bit of background right before we, re- we read together. But basically in this, in this chapter, it's the people of God, the Israelites, they've been called. God has called them to go somewhere specifically, and he is guiding them. He's giving them instructions. He's telling them where to go. But like many of us even today, they also had some obstacles. Their obstacles looked a little bit different. Uh, Theirs was actually the River Jordan. They're trying to get to where they're going, but yet there's a river in between from where they are at to where God has called them to go. But God is, is, is so good that he doesn't just leave them there. He doesn't just call them, but also he gives them specific instructions on how they are to get to where God has called them to be. And I think it's a perfect picture of you and me today. God has called us, and in this life we're going to have struggle, but how many people are thankful that we serve a God who, does, who never leaves our side? How many people are thankful that we serve a God who answers prayers? Amen? He answers prayers. He gives us specific instructions. And in this particular chapter, God speaks to the leaders and then the leaders speak to the the people with these instructions. Instructions like, hey, when you're going to move, whenever you're going to begin to walk, we'll read in here just a moment. But he says, whenever you're going to walk, I need you to carry the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant, if you will, is, is almost like a, a treasure chest type box uh, carried by two poles with it's gold uh, plated. And on top there are two angels. Inside this chest there are some objects and all together it represents the, the presence of God. And so when you understand that and you, un- you hear again the instructions, he's saying, hey, as you follow my presence, as you follow me, you're, I'm going to get you to where you need to. That was the first of instructions. And then he says, hey, I need everybody to get in line. But not just, you just can't stand wherever. He even goes into to, to details. Hey, I need you to, this is the order I need you to stand in line. This is how far apart we, we, we need you to, to stand from each other. And then the final instructions, which where I really just want to use this verse to springboard into the message and just to release the, the title. It's been found in verse number five. If you go with me, Joshua chapter three, verse five, and it says the following. Then Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do, the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves, comma, for the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate is simply a, a big fancy word for uh, purify, to make holy, to, to be uncommon, to be separated. God is saying, hey, I want you to be different. I want you to do this. But what I really want to focus on is where that comma is. What I really want to focus on is, is I want you to, I want to highlight the order of this verse. 
Not to be mistaken with a formula because you and I cannot put God in a formula. There's no three steps to get your answered prayer. There's, there's no, uh, you know, any magic potion or, or magic or specific version of the Bible you got to say or read that will get God to, to force the hand of God. That doesn't work like that. But there is an order in this verse that I really just want to highlight. It, the first part of right before the comma, it says, consecrate yourselves today, basically, because tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. How many people want to see God do some amazing things in your life? Absolutely. I want it. I know you want it. I know there's things you've been praying for for your family. I know there's been things you've been praying for with, with your job and your future business and, and, and your spouse. All these things. But here it's not enough to focus on tomorrow. I believe what God was speaking to them, what God was attempting to teach them that I believe is still so very relevant for us today is the title for the remainder of my time with us together. He was trying to teach them that, hey, today matters. Today matters. It might not look like a lot, but today matters. Look at your neighbor. Don't get too close, but tell them today matters. If you're watching online, type it in the chat, but today matters. Everybody wants the amazing. Everybody wants the results, but does everybody want to put in the work? It's almost like wanting abs. Hello, somebody. I knew I was, I I was going to get a reaction there. It's almost like wanting abs. Everybody wants the, the beach body, the, everybody wants the, the summer body, right? But what about the fall diet? Hello. Why? Because what you do today affects the day of tomorrow. You want good grades in school, students, but do you study the way you're supposed to? You want that promotion at work, but you, you just do the bare minimum. What I'm, I'm just trying to, to let you know is that, hey, we, there, there's a principle of, of reaping and sowing, of sowing and reaping. And, and what we do today, it matters. It might not be Monday today. It might not be your birthday, although we do have a birthday in the house. Happy birthday. But it, it might not be. It might not be a, a holiday. It might not be all these things, but today it absolutely matters. There's a leadership principle that I absolutely love, and it says the following. The secret to your success is found in your daily routine. I think another way to shorten that would be today matters. But it's not just a leadership principle, rather it's, it's scripture. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 16, reading out of the NIV version, it says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. 16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The days are evil. It's believed that when the author was writing this particular verse, he mentions the days are evil because he himself was being persecuted for loving Jesus, for telling people about Jesus. And so it's getting pretty evil for him. But then at the
the same time, the specific people he was called to reach, they were, they were, it was getting worse. The culture was getting worse. Uh, the, the sin was abounding more and more. And so he's saying, hey, you've got something to do. Make the most of every opportunity. Every day you wake up, every opportunity that gets presented to yourself, every day you go to work, every day, wherever you're at, make the most of today. And I believe that we're, we got we to be careful that we don't just coast, that we don't just, we don't just waste the days, but that we maximize every moment. That every opportunity that you and I get, we make the most of it. But how do we do this? Practically speaking, number one, if we're going to make the most of every moment, we've got to start with being in the moment. We got to be in the moment. Matthew 6, 34, I love this verse. It says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Somebody say right now. Say right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever Hard things come up when the time comes. Give your entire attention. Have you ever, have, I just wonder if there's anyone here, have you ever tried to talk to somebody who was a little bit distracted? Have you ever tried to talk to somebody like you are, you have some really good news to share with somebody, right? And you call your best friend and you get them on the phone or you're there in person, six feet apart, of course, and you're sharing your heart with them. And they are just like somewhere else. Their eyes aren't on you. They're on their phone. Or maybe you are sharing some bad, some, some difficult things that you're going through. And, and you're, you're crying. And, and that person's just somewhere else. I hate to admit, but I've been there on the receiving end a few more times than I would have liked. Now, something you may or may not know about me, when the personality test uh, results came in, I am melancholy all the way through. And so it takes, I'm not just going to open up to everybody and anybody. I am not the life of the party, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I, it takes a little bit more to, for me to get to know you, and I'm observant. I might not talk a lot. I'm talking a lot, a lot right now. But usually, I don't, I don't talk a lot, but I'm watching, I'm observing, and I'm getting to know you, and then I, we're friends, and then I begin to share with you some things, and, and I'm talking to you. And then when you think about the, the five love languages by Gary Chapman, my love languages are words of affirmation and quality time. So I don't really need you to, to, to buy me any gifts. I'm okay. I don't need you to do any uh, acts of service. I can, I can cut my own yard. Thank you, though. But, but, and I don't even, I don't need uh, anything else. I, what I need is just for you to, uh, I don't need touch even. I don't need high fives. And even if you wanted to, you couldn't right now. So we're good right there. But what I do need is I need you to talk to me kindly. And when we're, when we're spending time together, if we're in a conversation, I need your full attention. It, it's just weird. I'm just, you got to pray for me. I'm, God's still working in me. But. I have been known, I have been known, you think I'm joking, but I'm not. I have been known to stop mid-sentence or mid-thought if I felt the other person, if, if they weren't paying attention to me. It's, I'm calculated. Why am I going to share this if, if they're not going to hear me? They're, they're on their phone. They're missing out. And sometimes they've, they've caught on to what I was doing, and they'll be like, hey, why would you stop talking? 
hey, well, 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 you know, well, well, finish your statement. And I'll be like, you know what, I, I'm sorry, I forgot. I forgot what I was saying, just a train, train of thought. But, it, it, I, you know, I, that's just, it's hard. But I've, I can't lie, though, I've, I've been on the other side as well when, I was the, when I've been the distracted one as well. Hey, we're maybe in the lobby or we're somewhere outside and, and we're watching, I'm watching every, everything around me. I, I got to know what's happening, right? But, but, but someone's trying to talk to me and it doesn't feel good to try to talk to somebody, try to engage with somebody who, who is, excuse me, who is, who is distracted. There was a, a book I recently finished reading. It's called The Like Switch. The Like Switch is, uh, was written by a former FBI agent and, um, it was so crazy. It was so good. Like, it, it taught me so much about nonverbal cues. Like, I knew there was sign language, right? Like, I knew that, hey, you know what? Your smile says something about you. But there's so many things that I opened my eyes to that I hadn't even thought before. Like, the position of your feet when you're in a conversation with somebody. I can tell if you really want to be there by the position of your feet. Because if you really do, your feet are pointing to the person you want to talk to. But if, but if your feet are, are kind of pointing a different way and you're still talking, your body's saying, hey, I'm ready to get out of this. It's crazy. If I, share, if I say an idea to you, uh, and obviously if we weren't wearing masks, right, I'd have to be able to see your mouth. But if I say an idea to you, I can tell if you like it or if you don't by, by, by what your lips do. Even before you ever say a word, there's different things. By the way you, you rearrange your desk or when you go out to eat, if you put stuff in between you, between somebody else that says something, it's so crazy. All I'm trying to say is that, hey, if we are not fully engaged, if we are not paying attention, we're going to miss out. If we're distracted, we're going to miss out on what God is wanting to do right now. Somebody say, today matters. Today matters. It's hard to give your attention, though, when you are distracted by your past. It's hard to, to engage with what God is doing right now when you are distracted by your past. This is part of the message where I'm, I'm pretty happy to finally get to because uh, I, I'm finally going to be able to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, I know you've been wondering why is that guy wearing a man purse on stage. <laughs> I am here to declare that this is not a fashion statement. I'm not trying to start a new trend. Although if it does start, you know where it started, all right? I am not going on a trip after church that I can't go home and pack. And so I thought I needed to bring my, my clothes with me. You saw this the entire time I was, I was preaching. You saw me kind of fidget with it at times. But to be honest with you, I'm not the only one wearing this today. Each and every one of us has this. This here is our past. And it's hard to focus on what God is doing today when we're distracted and when we're being weighed down by our past. This bag is not empty. I thought about wearing an empty bag because it was going to be a little bit more comfortable for me. But I wanted to fidget with it. It got in my way a couple of times. I feel a little bit something right there. I had it with me the entire time. And I want to let you know that if we are not careful to continually surrender our past, to ask God to heal things that we have gone through, 
we're going to miss out on what God is trying to do in our lives today. There are things that will weigh us down. There are things that will hold us back from reaching everything that God has for us if we continue to hold on to them. Things like failure. Things like past mistakes. Things like regret, shame, and guilt. Things like condemnation. Things like negative words spoken over you. The Bible says that the, that the, the power of life and death is in the tongue. I remember finishing Bible school. We, I started working at a church we got married. My wife and I got married. We prayed about it. We were about to go into full-time ministry where we're really just trusting God for our finances and we're just going to go wherever he would open up a door and preach. And there was a lot of people who were happy for us. And I'm thankful for the encouragement. But I'll never forget there was this one particular individual. He, 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 he didn't work at the church or anything like that. Yeah, he would attend every now and then. And for some reason, he felt, tell, he felt led to tell me that day something I've never forgotten, unfortunately, to this day. And it was, you are going to fail. You are not going to make it. And you're going to be back here soon. I remember leaving that place discouraged. Like, why would this even, why would he have said that? And if I had not been careful to heal and to surrender uh, all, those, all those things spoken over my life, it would have affected me. I remember that we, I, we would continue to go, we, we began to go out and preach and we would go out and, and minister and, and doors began to open up and, and, and God began to save people and heal people and, and offer the honor and glory of him. I remember I wanted to tag this person on every photo that we preached at, but we didn't. Instead, we, we, we printed them out and sent them to his house. Um, I'm just kidding. We didn't do that. But if we don't heal from certain things in our past, maybe it's a, it was a difficult, maybe you, you've made some wrong choices in, in your life that you regret, that you've been, you've been weighing on your shoulders, that you've begun to identify as your identity and when really it's not. I'm here to encourage somebody right now. I'm here to let somebody know who's watching in their kitchen right now or somebody listening to this podcast while you're on the treadmill right now. God be with you. But that you are not who the world says you are. You are who God says you are. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Doesn't matter what, what you've heard, what's been spoken over your life. But God is with you. And, and, and let me just remind you just a couple of verses of who God calls you to be. The first thing I want to let you know is that God, has, God calls you his. God calls you chosen. God calls you the apple of his eye. The, God calls you a new creation, the temple of the Holy Spirit. You've been forgiven of all your sins. You are blessed and not cursed. You are above and not beneath. You are victorious. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You have been set free. That is who we are. It's not your past mistakes, failures, or mess-ups. Everybody here has a story. Everybody here has gone through certain things. And you know what? It's time to let that go and surrender it over to God. 
So you can focus. The Bible says, give your entire attention. Ah, I, can, I feel better now. Give your entire attention to what I'm doing right now. It's easier now. It's easier when you're not distracted by your past. But you know what? Maybe you're here and you're like, you know what? It's not even my past that really concerns me as much as it is my future. I see Orlando up there translating for all our Spanish speakers. You can say hi if you want. Binoculars. They're made for the purpose of seeing far so that you can see things that are really in the distance. There's somebody in the family viewing room. I, I can see, I can't see them up close. I don't know who exactly who it is, but once I put these on, I can see them so much more clearer. And it's hard to give your entire attention when you're so focused on your future. Hold on, Joey. Are you saying that's not good, though? Are you saying, I mean, I remember there was like a verse that says something like, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says something like, I know the plans I have for you. Like, you know, goal setting and, and future wishing and all these things that are ahead of me. Are you saying those things are bad? I'm not saying any of those things are bad. You're talking to a planner right here. You're talking like, you know, four generation, uh, full focus planner, if you know you know what I'm talking about. But I, I like to know what's coming up. I like, to, I like to write things down. I like to plan for my planning session. You know, I mean, I have it on Sundays for the whole week, you know. So I like, I like to know what's happening. But where it gets a little bit dangerous is when we're so focused on what's next that we miss out on what's happening right now. Be careful that we're not focused, that we're not distracted about what's next that we miss out on what God is trying to do in our lives right now. Yes, he wants to speak to you in two years. Yes, he wants to use your life in five years. Yes, you're going to start that business and really soon. But hey, what about today? What is there that maybe God is trying to do in your life right now? One day when? Have you ever heard that track before? It's a lot of people's favorite song. The one hit wonder, one day when. One day when I get a job. One day when I get a spouse. One day when I feel like it. God is saying, hey, stop playing that song. Stop saying one day when and open your eyes. Put the binoculars down and see that I am wanting to do something in your life today. Somebody one time said, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Don't be so heavenly minded that you are no earthly good. Don't misunderstand me. We believe in heaven. One day we're all going to be there in heaven. One day we're going to have a party up there in heaven. But if heaven was the goal... When we accepted Jesus, and like some of you might have the opportunity at the end of the service to do, when we accepted Jesus, if heaven was the goal, he would have, we would have died right then. When we say amen, we would have died and God would have taken us to heaven if that was the goal. But we're still alive. We're still here. Maybe just maybe because God has something for us to do here before we get there. Again, just don't be, what if we just change our perspective for a moment? What if we, sit, what, what if we didn't see where we're currently at as a stepping stone, but rather it's a crucial piece of the foundation that God is wanting to lay in my life because he has something bigger in store for me. 
Hey, right now, I know you might be just be flipping burgers at your job. Hey, you better be the best burger flipper right there you can be. Because today matters. Maybe you're a stay-at-home parent right now. You're like, oh, man, one day when? And I wish things were different. Hey, maybe they will be one day. But you know what? Today matters. You be the best stay-at-home parent you can be right now. Hey, one day I'm going to start my own business and, and one day, but you're right now you're working for somebody else or right now you don't feel so good. Hey, whatever the case might be, today matters. And what we do today affects the day of tomorrow. It's, it's so important that if we're going to make the most of every moment, we got to start with being in the moment. Don't be distracted. But secondly, this one's going to be a lot easier said than done, but it's important for each and every one of us to, to adopt into our lives. We've got to get to a place where we can thank God for every moment. <clears throat> thank God for every moment. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. <clears throat> 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says the following. Give thanks in some circumstances for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I read that wrong. I apologize. Let me start over. Give thanks in the great circumstances for. Th Is there another version of the Bible we could? No? Okay. Give thanks in all. In all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You see, it's easy to thank God for the big stuff. It's easy to thank God for the good stuff. But here, the verse is challenging us not just to thank him for those things, not just for the spouse, not just for the business, not just for the, the new small group you're starting, not just for all these things, but even for the negative things that happen in our lives. How can we do that, though? Romans chapter 5, verse 8. We've, and we know that all, there's that word again. It said all in the other verse. Now it says it in this verse. We might be on to something, church. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. All things. I think an incredible sign of maturity in our journey of faith is us being able to get to a place where we can thank God for everything that we go through. Not just the good stuff, but even the stuff that we weren't expecting. <clears throat> COVID. <clears throat> Laid off from work. <clears throat> Kids acting up, leaving home, going crazy. The things we don't expect. No one else, you've, no, no cancer has ever run anywhere in your family. All of a sudden, you got it. How can I give thanks to him in a moment like this? I believe one of the things God is trying to teach us through this verse is that he doesn't waste a moment. He doesn't waste an occasion. He doesn't waste anything that comes our way. It might have caught us off by guard, but it didn't catch God by surprise. He saw this coming, and he said, you know what, I'm going to stay closer to them, and I'm going to help you, and you're going to get through this, and you're going to make it to the other side. 
When I understand that he's looking out for me, when I understand that he's got my back, when I understand that, that even the bad stuff, he can turn it into good, now I can say thanks. Because I'm not going to take this moment for granted. I'm not going to take this, that what was thrown at me and, and, and this rock, this stone that was thrown at me. You know what I'm going to do? All these stones that were thrown at me, all these things that I wasn't even expecting, all these negative words, all these situations, all these things that have been thrown at me, all these rocks. Almost, almost. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start just stacking all these rocks. One on top of another, one, another one. Here's a good size one. That, was, that one really hurt when they threw that one at me. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just grab all this. Oh, that, that's the one that really hurt me. I'm going to grab all these rocks and I'm just going to begin to stack them one on top of another. I'm going to use these stones that were thrown at me to build an altar to worship at. In Bible times... In Bible times, uh, uh, when people wanted to worship God and give him a sacrifice, they would, they would have to build an altar and they would have to get some stones and, and, and they would have to, you know, prepare this. What if everything that was thrown our way, we started to build something that he could breathe on? Man, why did I have to go through that? You know what? I'm going to build this. I'm going to build something. It hurt me. It was hard. Why did they have to come at me like that? They didn't talk about anybody else, but they talked to me like that. Why did my parents, the people that I trusted, the, who were supposed to have my back, and all of a sudden? Because you know what? Oftentimes, man's rejection is God's redirection in our lives. Every no that you got, every closed door that you experienced, every negative result, everything, every time you had to find a new way. You know what? It wasn't that God was, was trying to be mean to you. It's that God was trying to get your attention. And so he knew that you wouldn't have got to where you needed to if that door would have stayed open. And so it had to close. You had that, that relationship had to end so that you would find yourself exactly where you needed to be. He's been redirecting you. And you've got to focus. Like when you're driving and you're going to a place you've never been to before. You've got to focus on that GPS because you don't want to make a wrong turn. That's why he says, hey, give full attention. Don't get distracted by the noise. Yes, I have an incredible future ahead of you. Yes, I know you've gone through some stuff in your past. But hey, I'm trying to do something in your life right now. That's why you, you tuned in right now. You weren't even supposed to find this journey church. But all of a sudden, you, you typed in this journey church and we popped up. Hey, that wasn't an accident. That's why even some of you here, it's your first time here. In the middle of a pandemic, you're coming to church. That's not an accident. Some of you woke up today and you're like, man, I don't really feel like going to church, but eh, we'll see what happens. Hey, that wasn't an accident. Maybe, just maybe, so that God's trying to get your attention. Say, hey, I don't, I'm not mad at you. I am madly in love with you, and I desire a relationship with you. And that which you walked in caring, and that which you have right now on your shoulders, you don't have to walk out the same way. 
God's saying, hey, give me your past. Give me your past. Lay it at the altar. Just give it to me. Let's make an exchange. You give me all your hurt, your pain, your regrets. I'm going to give you love. I'm going to give you an eternal life. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you instructions. I'm going to answer the desires of your hearts. But learn to say thank you in every moment. I'm going to invite you to stand up with me at this time. I asked Pastor JJ one time a question. And it was, how do you know that you're growing when you don't feel like you're growing? How do you know you're growing? How do you know it works? When you continue practicing the leadership principles, when you keep practicing the spiritual practices, how do you know you're growing? And oftentimes, you begin to share with me, and while we're in it, we don't always feel it. We don't feel the growth. We don't feel it's getting stronger. We don't, we don't see the results almost like what we want. But when we look back, we're like, wow, look how far I've come. Look at all the things God has done for me. I think about how we got here to today. Think about how my family got here to Orlando three years ago. I'm originally from South Texas. I was born on the border, like with Mexico, like border, border, like throw a rock into Mexico. I could if I wanted to. And God, I was born there, began to make my way. San Antonio, actually it was Seguin, but everybody knows San Antonio, so I'm not hating on Seguin. Then all of a sudden go to Gainesville, Florida. I was just going for nine months because that was my plans. God had whole other plans, different. Met my wife there, we got married, stayed three years. Went back to Texas, full-time ministry, just preaching open. Wherever God would open the door, man, we were there. We were just preaching our little hearts out. We had Joelle only. We would make fun of her because we were always on the road traveling. And so the back seat of our car was her bedroom officially. Like we didn't, she, she spent more time there than she did in her in our actual house. I, I, I think about how God's redirected, how God's always led us. We go, even before Orlando, we actually transitioned to Miami. And it's crazy because right before we decide to move up here and say yes to the call of God and best decision ever, my wife, who's working as a behavior analyst, just gets this crazy promotion. Crazy promotion. Like, not so much title-wise, but money-wise, which is like the important one, right? Like, she was going to start making, she was making now three times more than what she was at now. Right, right, I, this happens right before we decide to move over here to Orlando. We were stubborn people. We're not perfect, we were stubborn. We try to keep the best of both worlds. Hey, let's try to make it happen here. And babe, you can go to Miami and try to work out there a couple of days a week. And we're going to see if we can try to keep the call and try to keep the whatever we had over there. It was difficult though. It was hard. And honestly, that wasn't what God intended for us to do. Out of nowhere, we get a letter in the mail that tells, our, tells my wife, tells us, hey, your license has been suspended. No explanation, but that's it. It caught us off by surprise. 
But you know what? There was an incredible peace that came over us because we had understood that, hey, where man rejects us is because God is redirecting us. And you know what? Doesn't matter what we've gone through. Doesn't matter how difficult it may be. God has something in store for each and every one of us. It's better than what we can imagine. He has the last word in every situation. And with him, there's nothing absolutely impossible. Joshua chapter 3 verse 5 says, Tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. But today matters. The way you worship today matters. The way you speak today matters. What you do today, the seeds you sow today, it matters. Whatever you, you do right now, it matters. And so let me pray for you. We're going to go into a song of worship, but let me just pray for you right before we do. With every eye closed in this place, Father, we love you. God, we trust in you. Thank you today for your word, God, that lets us know that you are, God, with us. And today matters. God, from this day forward, we surrender everything we have to you. And we ask, God, that you would lead us, that you would take us further in what you have for our lives, God. For that person feeling discouraged, God, I pray that you would pick them up. You would lift them up, God. God, you can have it all. God, we give it all. God, you can do whatever you want in our
Everybody, would you pray this prayer with me, especially if you raised up your hand. Worship team, would you pray this prayer with me too? Father God, Father God, today matters. And today is a day I step into a relationship with you. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And I'm ready to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.